Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx by Cisco. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Dave Smith. It's Wednesday, April 6th, and we're bringing you real-time news, fresh like live radio, but on demand like podcasts. Here's the latest. Last week, the FDA gave the go-ahead for a fourth dose of the COVID vaccine for people 50 and older. Now, a large study out of Israel indicates that a second booster helps fight infection from the more contagious Omicron variant, but only for about a month. And its effectiveness seems to be gone entirely by eight weeks. The study focused on the Pfizer booster and adults 60 and older. The U.S. and Europe are getting ready to slap new sanctions on Moscow in response to atrocities apparently carried out by retreating Russian troops. The Biden Treasury Department kicked things off by blocking Russia from using its U.S.-based funds to make bond payments. That could lead to a Russian default for the first time in a century. The EU is also debating a ban on Russian coal imports and will sanction two of Putin's daughters. The Biden administration is expected to extend the pause on federal student loan repayments until August 31st. The pause started at the beginning of the pandemic, and a May 1st deadline was quickly approaching. This extension isn't exactly a surprise, as many were expecting Biden to push back the repayment date for a fourth time because of rising inflation. Biden is still facing mounting pressure from progressive Democrats to just cancel all federal student loans. Twitter says it's working on that edit button people have been begging for since, well, forever. The social network assures folks it has nothing to do with the company's new board member and largest shareholder, Elon Musk, who recently polled his more than 80 million followers on whether they wanted the feature. Spoiler alert, they totally, totally do. Twitter says it'll test the feature in its paid service called Twitter Blue. But some people worry an edit button would change the nature of Twitter, which is seen as a historical record in many ways. A 30-year-old cold case has finally been solved. Harry Edward Greenwell has been identified as the I-65 killer who murdered at least three women and sexually assaulted another. All were motel clerks along the Interstate 65 corridor in Kentucky and Indiana between 1963 and 1998. Investigators were able to match DNA found at the crime scenes with one of Greenwell's family members in a genealogy database. Greenwell had a long rap sheet filled with arrests for burglary and robberies. He died in 2013 at 68 years old. We're updating those headlines as news happens until 1 p.m. Eastern, so keep checking in. We'd also love to hear from you. Email us at therefreshatinsider.com. And coming up, turning your social media side hustle into a full-time job. WebEx is driving hybrid work by ensuring almost anyone, almost anywhere, can be seen, heard, and have the ability to contribute equally. Learn more at webex.com slash hybrid work. If the main thing holding you back from buying an electric car is the steep price, just hold on for like five more years. General Motors and Honda say they plan on selling a series of affordable electric vehicles starting in 2027. Executives from both companies say their partnership will yield a new electric car that's even cheaper than the $30,000 Chevrolet Equinox EV. More affordable options are sorely needed. According to Edmunds, the average price for a new electric car is around $60,000. 
Trump's net worth is up by about $600 million since he left the White House a little over a year ago, according to Forbes. A big part of that new money came from Truth Social, Trump's social media platform. Despite its extremely rocky rollout, it boosted his wealth by about $430 million. But according to the Washington Post, behind the scenes, Trump has been really unhappy with the response to Truth Social and is considering signing up for Getter, another conservative social network. Back in February, budget airlines Spirit and Frontier announced plans to merge in a $2.9 billion deal. Well, JetBlue just showed up to the club, walked up to Spirit Airlines, plopped a fat stack of cash on the table and said, hey, baby, I can show you a better life than Frontier. Here's $3.6 billion. Spirit says its board will evaluate JetBlue's higher bid and decide what's best for its shareholders. Both JetBlue and Frontier argue that merging with Spirit will lead to lower fares. A controversial bill that would make abortion almost completely illegal in Oklahoma has passed in the state's House with little discussion and no debate, according to the AP. The bill already passed the Senate and GOP Governor Kevin Stitt is expected to sign it. Under the new law, performing an abortion unless it's to save the life of the mother would become a felony in Oklahoma and doctors could face up to 10 years in prison and a $100,000 fine. Here's some Fox news. No, not that Fox news. Police have captured a fox roaming Capitol Hill in D.C. this week. It attacked six people, including California Representative Ami Barra, who was walking to his office when the fox tore his pan leg. He fended it off with an umbrella, but he's receiving a series of rabies shots to be on the safe side. Lawmakers spotted the fox roaming the Capitol grounds Monday and Tuesday, and naturally an at Capitol Fox Twitter account has popped up with surprisingly few Fox News jokes. But don't worry, we've got you covered. Scrolling through TikTok or YouTube, you've probably seen a lot of young people promoting their small businesses or their lifestyle brands. Greetings, Internet. Welcome back to the channel. I just woke up this morning. Hey, guys. Morning. Welcome back to my channel. I'm so excited today. Hi, everybody. It's me, Mars. Uh, Insider reporters interviewed nearly 20 of these content creators to find out how they turned their social media side hustles into full-time lucrative jobs. Emily Canal edited the project. One of my favorites from this project was Dasha Kennedy. Okay, I want to address this because this is something that I see a lot. She was making about 30000 a year as a debt counselor at a bank uh, before she transitioned to content creation, where now she's making about $202,000 a year. Your personal finance journey is yours and it is unique. So she started out you know, working in a nine to five job and just blogging about financial advice on the side. And then she hurt her foot and had to take time off to heal and kind of felt that her company made her feel disposable. And she leaned more into this project, the side project she was doing, sharing this advice that came directly from her experiences as a young black woman. And now she has a full-time business uh, making money through consulting and products she's created, like an ebook. What kind of patterns do you see among these creators? What are they doing? I think the biggest pattern here is that they stick to a real specific niche and hone in on that with every piece of content they make. For example, Emily Kim is one of the content creators we profiled in this piece. And she got started because she saw that there was no one online sharing content 
about fashion for mid-sized women like herself, and she didn't see anyone that mirrored her race either. So she went in and started creating content about dresses that fit her body that she liked, and that's how she built a following. But there's such a small threshold for success here that, I mean, can anyone do this? I don't think anyone can just do this. Obviously, it's very appealing because the hours can be flexible. You can be your own boss and you get to do things that, in essence, you love and are passionate about. But it's definitely a difficult market to break into, especially if you're trying to be a high earner. There are a lot of people who have already dominated the social media space and they have for years. So you are competing against heavyweights almost as if you were a small business trying to compete against a Google and Amazon. So you have to work very hard and you have to be able to be nimble and adjust with trends and algorithms as they come. How do you think this trend will shape the workforce? This is going to shape the workforce, in my opinion, by making it really hard for employers to attract young talent. Now that young people see that these are valid career options that bring in pretty hefty salaries and also give you the flexibility that you may want in your life, young people may not want to do the traditional nine to five jobs they saw their parents or older peers do. And I think that is really going to shape how employers try to attract and retain young talent moving forward. Emily, say I want to become a content creator or a listener wants to become one. Mm -hmm. What are the first steps I or they should take? Absolutely. The first step you should take if you want to become a content creator is finding your niche. And that's, you know, your brand. That's the subject you want to lean into. So think about the topics that are most important to you. What are you most passionate about? And then see if those holes exist in the content that's already out there. And also reach out to like-minded individuals and see if they'll be your mentor or guide you on the market as it already stands. Thanks for chatting with us, Emily. Thank you very much. Emily Canal is an editor focused on entrepreneurship and small business at Insider. We'll be updating the news until 1 p.m. Eastern, so check back for the latest headlines. Make sure to follow the refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. You can also just tell your smart speaker to play the refresh from Insider podcast. I'm Dave Smith. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. Talk to you soon.